worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the terebinth tree of Moreh, and the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed, going on still toward the south. Now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there, for the famine was severe in the land. And it came to pass, when he was close to entering Egypt, that he said to Sarai his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore it will happen when the Egyptians see you, that they will say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say you are my sister, that it may be well with me, that it may be well with me for your sake, and that I may live because of you. So it was when Abram came into Egypt that the Egyptians saw the woman that she was very beautiful. The princes of Pharaoh also saw her and commended her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. He traded Abram well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys, and camels. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. Now therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Verses 1 through 20, all of Genesis chapter 12. Father, we thank you once again for the privilege of being able to seek you daily in prayer. Thank you for the privilege of daily being able to seek you in your word. Thank you, Lord, for the fact that as we spend time with you in prayer daily, as we seek you in the word, that we draw closer to you, we become more and more like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we grow an understanding of how to walk with you, how to please you, how to trust you, how to trust your word. Father, more and more, help us to grow in our understanding of the need to live a life of faith, a life where we trust you, look to you, 
and put our full trust and confidence in you and your word. Thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to do that all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in prayer at this time. Father, we come to you today to worship you, to lift high your holy name, to exalt you, Father. Help us more and more to take the spotlight off of our own lives and to put it on you, to glorify you, to magnify you in our conversations with other people, that they would go away from a conversation with us and be thinking thoughts of you, Father. And we pray, Father, for the lost. We pray for those who don't know you as their Savior, Father. We pray that you would work in their hearts, that uh, you would draw them to yourself, that you would put people in their path that would point them to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. As always, we appreciate every believer that's listening, and we ask that you on an ongoing basis would take the time to pray for uh, the ministry of the American Family Association. We very much desire and need your prayers, so we appreciate your prayers for the ministry as a whole. We appreciate you praying for the American Family Radio Network and for every station and for all listeners. And, and we appreciate, we do appreciate you praying for the ministry of this particular broadcast, the Hour of Intercession as well. Father, thank you for our listeners. Thank you for the privilege of having them as a part of our listening family. Father, anoint them and anoint us all afresh with the spirit of prayer. More and more empower us to be the praying church, the praying followers of Christ that you'd have us to be and help us to recognize, Lord, that there's so much that you can and will accomplish as we, your people, the body of Christ, genuinely live a life of prayer. More and more, teach us how to pray without ceasing and empower us by your Spirit to live a lifestyle of doing just that in view of the fact that you told us to do it and you wouldn't tell us to do, to do something that we cannot do, but you call us to do things such as that, which again, help your work to go forward and your kingdom to be built. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Today we're looking specifically at the topic, a lifelong student in the school of faith. And, you know, as we look at this topic, I want you to keep in mind that one of the reasons why it's important for us as believers to study the topic and truth centering around faith is because, you know, this is uh, true in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. The Lord specifically tells us without faith, it's impossible to please him. And, you know, uh, that's the only scripture uh, that makes that specific statement in all of the Word of God. So there is no way to please God if we don't function in faith. Now, that's a huge truth for believers to grasp. So that means there are lots of things that we can do, but if we don't act in faith, we can't please Him with our prayers. We can't please Him with our fasting. We can't please Him at all without faith. God Himself says without faith, it's impossible to please him. So apparently faith plays a huge role in the life of every believer. So we're wise to be believers who are continually studying and learning more about the topic of faith in the Word of God. And so thus our topic for today is a lifelong student in the school of faith. Now looking specifically in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, we want to pick up there and read that chapter as we begin looking at the topic. Hebrews chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away, so that he did not see death, and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city, which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the sea shore. These all died in faith, not having received the promises. But having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly they had called to mind that country from which they had come out. They would have had opportunity to return. But now they desired a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea 
as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Verses 1 through 40, all of Hebrews chapter 11. And you know, as a believer, I would encourage every single listener, make it your goal to read and meditate on Hebrews chapter 11 often. Keep in mind, it's a unique chapter in all of the Word of God that contains the specific statement found, truth found in verse 6 that tells us, without faith it's impossible to please Him. But also, every single person mentioned in this powerful chapter, this quote-unquote Hall of Fame of Faith, has a lesson on faith to teach every one of us. So reading and meditating on this often is a wonderful way to help strengthen your faith and help you grow in understanding how to live out and put your faith to work in your life as well. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as today we're looking at the topic, A Lifelong Student in the School of Faith. We'll be right back. You gave me the stars, put them out of my reach. Call me the waters a little too deep. Oh, I've never been so aware of my need. You keep on making me see. It's way beyond me. It's way beyond me. Yeah, it's out of my league. Call me the waters a little too deep Oh, I'm 
Toby Mac with Beyond Me. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic, a lifelong student in the school of faith. And going back to speaking of Hebrews chapter 11 once again, again, for every single listener, I would encourage you to make it your goal to read Hebrews 11 often. And remember, as you read and meditate on it, remember that every individual listed in the Hall of Fame of Faith as the chapter chapter 11 is sometimes referred to as, every person has a lesson for you and I to learn from. There's so many different sides to living a life of faith. Keep in mind, amongst other things, one of the powerful lessons we learn from Abraham is that a huge part of obedience, a huge part of living a life of faith is simply obeying what God has said. Obeying the written word of God, obeying the call of God upon our lives, doing what God said. And so they're not two different things. That's just one more manifestation of faith when you obey what God's Word has told you. And again, so many other instances, truths and insights that come as we look at the lives of every single individual mentioned or referred to in Hebrews chapter 11. I want to take time now to share an article specifically entitled the same title as the broadcast today, A Lifelong Student in the School of Faith. And keep in mind, as usual, we're encouraging you Emails to get a copy of the article because it is a tool we want you to have for you to be able to use for your personal growth in the Lord, a tool to use for discipling your family, and a tool for you to share and pass on with fellow church members, family members, co-workers, saved and unsaved individuals as well by way of uh, email, forwarding it, making hard copies, sharing. We encourage you to do just that. Again, the title of the article, A Lifelong Student in the School of Faith. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In Hebrews eleven six, And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Then Romans chapter 1, verse 17. For, it, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, The righteous shall live by faith. Is the word of God true? Of course it's true. It's the word of God, and God's word is truth. And God always keeps his word. Well, if it is true, I am called to believe that it is true and act like it's true and live a life of acting on its truth. Why would this be true? Well, this is true because living a life of faith is to hear the Word of God so we can believe it and live like it's true. Faith follows the Word of God because faith trusts and obeys. It spells out very clearly that walking in faith is tremendously important to everything in the Christian life. God's Word says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, once again, And without faith it is impossible to please Him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So it is impossible to please God without faith. Romans chapter 1, verse 17, once again, as well as other passages tell us, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, 
The righteous shall live by faith. Again, Romans 1.17. So we see we are commanded to live by faith. So in view of the truth that without faith we cannot please God, and by his command that the just shall live by faith, we need to clearly understand a very important truth. Faith and living by it are extremely important for all believers everywhere in every area of our lives. So every believer would be wise to decide to become a lifelong student of faith. In other words, we would be wise to continually seek to build our faith and to continually learn more about faith and how to put our faith to work in our lives and in our world. The Word of God lets us know that every believer has some faith, as Romans chapter 12, verse 3 lets us know. For I say, through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So every believer has a measure of faith. Yet we are wise to understand that our faith can grow and increase according to God's Word. And it should continually be a goal for all believers to grow and develop our faith to become stronger and stronger in faith. Romans 10, 17 tells us, it lets us know how faith can grow when it tells us specifically. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the Word of Christ. So then a believer can grow and increase his or her faith by reading, studying, and meditating on the Word of God. Faith is trust and belief that the Bible is true. And we live a life of faith as we trust the Word of God and live a lifestyle of acting on the Word of God. Hebrews 4 verse 2 tells us, For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not because they were not united by faith with those who listened. Now listen again to that verse again, Hebrews 4.12. For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. In other words, if we fail to put our faith, unite our, our trust in the Word of God, we can hear the Word of God, But if we fail to put our trust and faith in the Word of God, we don't benefit from it. It's important to see that truth. Keep in mind that living a life of faith is a life in which you need to know how to turn the switch of faith on. In other words, it's important to know how to activate and focus your faith and use it to overcome in any given circumstance or challenge in your life. In the challenges we face every day in our lives, whether we win or lose a battle is dependent on putting your faith to work. Knowing how to use and apply your faith makes all the difference in the world. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 tells us, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Again, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. If we want to live a life, if we want to live a victorious Christian life, we need to put our faith to work in our lives every day of our lives. This is how we live a life that pleases God and that builds the kingdom of God. Read and meditate on the Word of God every single day. Learn to stand on the promises of God's Word. Grow in your understanding that God and His Word can be trusted. Speak the promises of God's Word every single day. You and I are wise to decide to be students in the school of faith who learn more and more about how to use our faith 
Why? Because one of our goals is to grow in our knowledge of how to live a life that pleases and honors God. And this is a life of faith and trust in Him. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 tells us, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Again, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Reading that verse one more time. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Again, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Let's be lifelong students in the school of faith, students who never graduate. Let's keep learning and growing in faith and our knowledge of Him. Again, the title of that article is A Lifelong Student in the School of Faith. And again, if you'd like to get a copy, simply email us, joseph at afr.net. And again, we're encouraging every single believer, please do email us to get it because we want you to have it as a tool to help you grow in faith in your own life, but also a tool to help you and your family, your spouse and children to grow in their understanding of how to grow in faith and how to live a life more and more that pleases and honors the Lord. But also, it's a tool whereby we can share with others, co-workers, fellow church members, other people we know. And again, even a tool to point people to the Word of God who may not be saved, saved and unsaved. So email us at joseph at afr.net, and we're glad to share it with you. Now, keep in mind, in Genesis chapter 12, it tells the story of the individual in Scripture that we refer to Abraham as the father of faith. And Abraham is a great example in so, so many ways. But at the same time, keep in mind, Abraham is human. Abraham is a man who did some things right, and he did some things not so right as well. And when we really look at Scripture, we find time and time again the people in Scripture that we look up to and that were great men and women of faith, and not to take anything away from them being great men and women of faith. But also... God didn't leave out their flaws. God didn't choose to leave out the things they did wrong, the mistakes they made. Well, in uh, Genesis chapter 12, it's a powerful chapter of one of Abraham's great victories in faith. And to be quite honest, one of his defeats in faith too. There in that chapter, God comes to Abraham and tells him to pack up, move his family, and move to the place he was calling him to go to. And of course, God was calling him to pack up and move to the promised land. Well, Abraham, by God's grace, packed up and did exactly what God told him to do. He obeyed. And that, again, that leads to us seeing that Abraham is and was a great He was a great man of faith, and he continues to be a great example of faith. But then the latter part of the chapter, some, some people in reading it might, thought, might have thought, Lord, why didn't you just leave that out? That really makes Abram look bad. Abram went down to Egypt. But it seems that he didn't trust God just to protect him in Egypt like he should have. And so he tells his wife, uh, Sarah, to, uh, Sarai at the time, to lie and tell him that uh, he, she was simply her, his sister. And Pharaoh does, in fact, take her into his harem for a period of time. Uh, but God looks out for Abraham in his mistake and preserves he and Sarai's marriage and preserves them in that situation. But the fact is... That wasn't a really nice thing for Abram to do. In fact, it demonstrates extreme, an extreme lack of trust in God. In fact, 
Uh, many a man would have said, I would have never done that to my wife. Well, of course, I hope you wouldn't. But the fact is, it doesn't make Abram look real good. But you know what? It does remind us that Abram was very human. And Abram and you and I all have to decide that daily we're going to either trust God or not trust God in every situation. Any situation, any challenge, any storm, we can either trust God or not trust him. And remember, the Bible says this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. We have to choose to put our faith to work. And if we don't choose to put it to work, we can choose to be fearful. We can choose to let our fears get the best of us. And the fact is, keep in mind, as much as we don't want to hear it, the Bible lets us know that worry is sin. A lack of trust God, trusting God, that's sin as well. When we don't act in faith, that's an act of sin. So we're called to please God, and to please him, we must hear his word, trust his word, and obey his word. So again, as Hebrews eleven six tells us, without faith, it is impossible to please him. But as we learn to put our faith to work, again, the scripture tells us, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So on a daily basis, we have to learn to, you might say, shift our faith into gear in every challenge, every circumstance, every situation. Father, thank you for the opportunity we have of being able to live a life and a lifestyle of faith and trust in you. Father, more and more empower us to be the people of God that you've called us to be who daily read and study and meditate on your word and who are daily seeking to learn to apply your word in every situation, every circumstance. The challenges of life, the challenges within family and in relationships, the challenges in our health, the challenges that have to do with our finances, the challenges that have to do with the circumstances in our communities, our state, our nation, our world, the challenges between nations. Lord, you look to, you call us to trust you in every situation. Help us to be wise enough to live a life and a lifestyle where we continually, with every challenge and or storm that we face, we approach it with an attitude of basically saying, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Thank you for the opportunity to live a life and a lifestyle just that way. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're looking today at the topic, specifically a lifelong student in the school of faith. We'll be right back. Music from the group Mosaic with Tremble. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic, 
a lifelong student in the School of Faith. And I want to take time now to share an additional article that we've written. And again, keep in mind, these articles can be found on the AFA stand. Uh, go to afa.net and click on the stand, and you can find them there. As well as we're glad to send them to you when you simply request them. Again, my email, joseph at afa. AFR, excuse me, joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. Simply email us and request the title that you're wanting of the article, and we're glad to share them with you. This article is entitled, Turning on the Switch of Faith. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4 tells us, The just shall live by faith. And then Hebrews chapter 11, 11 verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And then 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. There's a very important truth that too many believers have sometimes failed to understand. Some of the promises of God's, uh, some of the promises Excuse me. Some of the promises of God are not "quote unquote" automatic. We, as believers and followers of Christ, have a part to play. The life of a follower of Christ is not like driving an automatic transmission car. You just get in it and drive. It's more like a standard shift or four-speed. You have to know how to put it in gear. It doesn't shift by itself. Another analogy would be this one. It's like having electricity in your house but you don't know where the power switch is or how to turn the light on. It might be fine when things are going well. What about when darkness falls? The electric power is there, but you need to know how to turn the light switch on to have the benefit of light and power. The Lord tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So very clearly, knowing how to walk in faith and how to aggressively put your faith to work in your life is extremely important. Know also whether we win or lose in the daily battles of life have much to do with knowing how to use your faith as the weapon that it is. One of the great illustrations of this truth is in the word of God. In this, excuse me, one of the great illustrations of this truth in the Word of God is found in 1 Samuel chapter 17. David, even as a young man, knew how to put his faith to work, and by the grace of God, he used it. He did use it and won a great victory for the kingdom of God and for Israel. Four ways to turn your faith to full power. The following are ways we can aggressively put our faith to work in our lives. Number one, Speak and stand on the Word of God and His promises daily. Speak the promises of God in His Word and stand on them every day. Even if your circumstances seem to contradict what the Word of God says, speak and stand on God's Word anyway. God loves keeping His Word, and remember, you're never wrong to agree with God. Number two, pray the Word of God. To pray the Word of God is to pray the will of God. Number three, obey the Word of God. James chapter 1, verse 22 tells us, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Again, James 1, 22. And then Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. Act, again, the truth, uh, 
the scriptures mentioned in just a moment. But number four says, act on the word of God. Act like you believe that the word of God does what it says. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Daily, we are called to aggressively use the weapon of faith along with all the armor God supplies. As Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 20 tells us. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And then it goes on to say a little further in the same passage, stand therefore having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fire darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, and for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Let us be obedient to the challenge and do this. There is much kingdom work to be done, and without us, putting our faith in our Heavenly Father to work, it's not going to get done. We must be about our Father's business. Again, the title of the article is Turning on the Switch of Faith. And so if you want to get a copy, again, simply email us, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. You know, I earlier mentioned the command God gives us in His Word in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. It says, pray without ceasing. We know as believers, it Basically, it means God calls us to a life and a lifestyle full of prayer. And keep in mind, too, I think one of the tools, of course, knowing for believers that know how to pray, that are filled with the Holy Spirit, know how to pray in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit is something that most of us need to do a whole lot more than we do. Now, it's a spiritual discipline. It's something that the Holy Spirit helps us to do, but it's something often we have to push to do. And keep in mind, all prayer, the devil comes against it. The devil tries to oppose you, and sometimes mentally and or spiritually, you can feel the opposition. Uh, very often when you're doing something that seems to be not particularly productive, maybe like watching something on TV that's not worth watching, you don't have opposition. But the spiritual opposition from demonic forces and demonic oppression may come hard and heavy against us. We often try to make time to pray. So my encouragement to you is keep in mind our goal is to obey God, to trust God and obey him when he says pray without ceasing. We're wise to pray for our prayer life. Father, thank you for the opportunity you give us to be able to pray every single day. Thank you for every single listener that's listening right now. Father, anoint us all afresh with a mighty, mighty fresh anointing of the spirit of prayer. Help us to recognize, Lord, there's so much important work in the kingdom of God that will only be done as we, your people, seriously and sincerely come to you in prayer, as we pray both 
um, with our understanding and pray in the Spirit as well, but know how to pray. Help us to make time to pray much. And Lord, help us to make time to have seasons where we pray in the Spirit and really cover a lot of ground. Help us to know that so much work needs to be done that will only be done through prayer and through praying in the Spirit as well. Help us to be wise enough to do that and to live a life and a lifestyle of doing just that each and every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, before we end our time today, I want to remind you, on a pretty regular basis, we are encouraging you, make it your goal to pray Psalm 91 every single day. Why is that true? Because once again, this is one way to put your faith to work. And remember, Psalm 91 is a unique weapon for protection for you and your family as you pray it in faith over your family every single day. I want to take time to share this final article entitled Psalm 91, A Powerful Weapon of Protection Through Life's Storms. Again, the title, Psalm 91, A Powerful Weapon of Protection Through Life's Storms. Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. In a perilous world, with perils such as diseases, the flu, the coronavirus, and many other tragic diseases, many people are very fearful. In a world where inner cities and many communities are simply dangerous places to live, with drug trafficking, human trafficking, muggings, murders, physical and sexual abuse, etc., where can people go to be safe? In 2 Timothy chapter 3, it tells us, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. Again, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. In a world where people have been shot in workplaces, schools, churches, stadiums, and in other places, can we be safe and secure anywhere? Is there any way to be protected from the dangers and perils we see in a world around us? Well, actually, God in his word did provide us with a powerful weapon for divine protection. This weapon is found in his word in the book of Psalms. This particular weapon is of divine this particular weapon for divine protection is found in Psalm 91. If believers will choose to pray Psalm 91 daily and or speak the promises of Psalm 91 every day, the Lord as we put this powerful psalm to work can protect us mightily. Are you aware that there is a place in God a secret place for believers who desire and believe God for divine protection. It's a place of protection and physical safety that God teaches us about in Psalm 91. There you find a collection of protection promises that form a powerful weapon of security and defense that only God can provide. We're wise to confess these promises over our lives and over our families and and or pray them every day. Also, we're wise to pray using the wisdom and weapons of protection found in Psalm 91 every single day. The following is a way to pray this prayer daily for ourselves and over our families. Father, thank you, Lord, for every believer listening today, and thank you for all those that we've lifted up today in prayer. Today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Today I say of the Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress. Our God in you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the fowler's snare and from the perilous pestilence. You cover us with your feathers and under your wings do we trust your truth is our shield and buckler. So we are not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side and 10,000 at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. 
Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked. Because we have made the Lord our refuge, even the most high habitation, no evil will befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. For you give your angels charge over us to keep us on all, in all our ways. They bear us up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against a stone. We tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion, the young lion and the serpent. We trample underfoot, because we have set our love upon you. Therefore, you deliver us. You set us on high, because we have known your name. We call upon you, and you answer us. You are with us in trouble. You deliver us and honor us. With long life, you satisfy us and show us your salvation. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. Well, again, our encouragement to you is that you will make it your goal to pray that absolutely every day over yourself and over your family. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you've never made the eternally important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, we want to encourage you to make that step today. If you want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, be saved today and receive him as your Savior, we invite you to pray this prayer with us even now. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving us so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived, you died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, right now, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Make me brand new. And I place my life in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we want to be in touch with you. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources, discipleship resources that are going to help you begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please email us at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We want to share that information with you. We hope to hear from you again, joseph at afr.net. The titles, if you'd like to get copies of the articles we shared today, the first article, A Lifelong Student in the School of Faith. The second article, Turning on the Switch of Faith. And the third article, Psalm 91, A Powerful Weapon of Protection Through Life's Storms. Again, for all three, one or all three of them, simply email us, joseph at afr.net. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.